freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Wandering the Blue Ridge Mountains, trying to find a little bit of sanity because you know there's none coming from the mainstream media. I am Dean Ledwig, broadcasting from my bunker, and with me as always... I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo somewhere around Lukenbach, Texas. <laughs> you're, you're you're so creative with what you say. I'm, I'm just not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me all week to uh, come up with that. Oh, okay. Well, first we'll start off with our usual, the Wheel of Junders. Yeah. So this week, keeping in with the times and something you probably haven't heard about, I'm going to be a German trucker protest. Oh, you ain't been a Berliner. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, what Kennedy said. Anyway, uh, I am a snow-covered rooftop solar panel. Yeah, because uh, you know how well they work in Texas when the uh, snow's covering yeah. them. Well, you know, they said that uh, the Texas power grid would have would have been fine in uh, in their snowmageddon, icemageddon, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, if, you know, a lot of people had those solar panels. Except for one thing. In a winter snow and ice storm. Yeah, uh, you know, when the uh, when it does rain, snow, or just generally cloudy, those things don't tend to work at all. Yeah, or very little. But then when they get covered in snow... They don't work at all. They can't work at all. And then you got to get up there with your uh, heat gun and uh, get the snow off. But hey, that's a government report for you. Well, how's that heat gun going to work if you don't have any electricity? <laughs> Light a fire. Something's fundamentally flawed with that thinking. A little bit. Again, as I said, government report. You know what solves that problem? No government? No, I'm talking about the uh, Texas Power Grid. Oh, what's that? Uh, Get it out of ERCOM and quit shorting energy futures. Yes. That would probably solve it. That would help a lot. But nobody's talking about that. No, of course not. So just uh, to start off, since the last two we did news first, which was quite depressing. Let's go tech. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Well, let's see how depressing we can get with tech now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, what do you got, Scott? All right, so, uh, you know, you, you got this little thing going on overseas, and we have differing opinions about that. Uh-huh. But the first part of it has started to show up. Okay. Russian actors targeting U.S. defense contractors in cyber espionage campaign. The CISA warns. Oh, and that's that government yeah. agency that is the CIA of cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber force. Cyber force. 
Yeah. State-sponsored threat actors from Russia have stolen unclassified but sensitive data from U.S. weapons development and specific technologies used by the U.S. military and the government as part of a broader ongoing cyber espionage campaign going back to at least January 2020. The campaign's victims have included small private companies and contractors that have obtained security clearance to work for the U.S. Department of Defense and Intelligence Community. The U.S. Cyber Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, the CISA, (laughs) said in an alert Wednesday, these cleared defense contractors, CDCs, (laughs) support contracts for the U.S. government in multiple areas, including weapons and missile development intelligence and surveillance, combat systems, and vehicle and aircraft design. Uh-oh. So, I saw this couple. Okay. This was kind yeah, of... Yeah. Now, it doesn't take much to be a defense contractor. No. I you was ha- one. You have to be the low-hanging fruit, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So, the lowest bidder usually gets it. Uh, and if they're the lowest bidder, chances are their cybersecurity quite isn't up to snuff. Yeah. And they're probably startups, probably in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So their cybersecurity isn't up to snuff. Um, we also knew that Russia, as a distraction, is doing all this stuff in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And while we're all distracted about that, what are they doing? Gathering information. Yeah, of course. It's all just, about the intel. Just like what China's doing. They, they've been, yeah. except they've been doing it for 20 years. Well, so is Russia. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this happens every day by every country in every country. We do this to our friends and allies. Mm-hmm. And it, as does every other country in the world. Yeah, sure, sure. But they're really attacking these defense contractors, and we've talked about the chips that are being manufactured that go into these systems Mm -hmm. that could have possible backdoors, because where are these chips made? China. Uh Uh-huh. So I think there's probably some Chinese architecture somewhere in the F-35 and -hmm. some of the guidance systems, some of the weapon systems. Mm -hmm. Even the screen that's on there, those aren't manufactured here. Well, let's let's not forget the eighty billion dollars of military equipment we left in Afghanistan. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of reverse engineering going on there. Yeah, think. <laughs> and China will soon have night vision goggles that they didn't have before. That's right. All we, we were the only ones that had the technology to do the night vision goggles as well as we do. Mm-hmm. And we gave it away. Yep. And the other things are that, you know, the weapons systems that we left behind and even the weapons that we've left behind, they'll use those as templates to make those weapons and then improve upon them. Well, and I was just thinking that when you were, when you were, um, saying that last sentence or two that I wonder if that's how China got these hypersonic missiles Mm -hmm. by taking our technology and then improving upon it. Well, let's, let's go back to the space shuttle. Okay. Remember the brawn? 
the Russian space shuttle. The, the brawn isn't that like a razor? Yeah. Like <laughs> well, it was also a Russian space shuttle. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't quite get off the ground no. uh, before the fall of the Soviet Union. Right. Right. But they got all the plans for it where? The internet. Yeah. Free and open. Mm hmm. And they built it, but yet they improved it because they slapped some in some uh, turbine engines on it, right. and they could fly it anywhere they wanted. Yeah, they didn't have to have a seven forty seven carrier, around. right? So that's just a prime example of them taking our technology, improving upon it, or finding deficiencies to uh, to exploit. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've done ourselves a great disservice with these politicians that are get, leaving this stuff behind. Now, yeah. I know that we've done this every war. It costs right. more to bring it back, blah, 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 and blah. And I, I don't understand that. Well, I don't either. But the stuff that you leave behind gets reverse engineered. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a well-known fact. It's easier to improve upon somebody else's design than it is to improve upon your own design. Oh, I just had a thought. Oh, shit. If we leave this I stuff. I thought I smelled something. If, yeah, if we leave this stuff behind uh -huh. and they reverse engineer it, uh -huh. then we got to have new stuff. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. So then we have to tell the contractors, you got to put out some new stuff. Because we left all this old stuff behind and they're reverse engineering it so we can't use it anymore. So we need new stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to coin a term. Okay. Military industrial complex. I may have heard that before, but I'm uh, not sure. Huh. Has anybody heard of that one? Oh, huh. sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. These politicians have been doing this a long time since uh -huh. after Kennedy. Oh, yeah is war is very profitable. Yeah. And if you can supply Northrop Grumman, uh, Lockheed Martin, mm -hmm. system designers. JPL, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them, but yeah. 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 If the you, big ones. War is very profitable. They learned that in World War II. Yeah. And we've been in a war ever since. Mm -hmm. Or a quote-unquote conflict. Yeah, had, it, had it not been for World War II... We would have been in, in the Great Depression much, much longer. Mm -hmm. No, uh, Roosevelt's Great New Deal did not bring us out of the Depression. No. It actually lengthened the Depression. World War II is what really brought us out of it. Okay, let's let's go through some, some of that stuff recently. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I say recently. Recently to us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, okay. Bush. Yes. Weapons of mass destruction was a total farce. Got us into a war that we didn't need to go into. Uh -huh. And who profited most from that? The defense contractors. Yeah, of course. Not oil. No. People. We didn't get any oil out of the deal. No. No. You know, everybody says blood for oil. We got no oil out of the deal. Oil prices didn't drop. Nothing. You know, it, it was not. Oil had nothing to do with it. It was blood for weapon systems. Yeah. And then we've been doing this ever since. Yeah. Oh, we got out of Iraq. We went to Afghanistan. Uh-huh. <laughs> that way we didn't have to drive that yeah, far. There you go. Well, we were in <laughs> Afghanistan first and then Iraq and then back to Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, contrary to a lot of opinion, I don't think Bush knew. I think he truly believed there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And based on the intel at the time, I believed it. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and can, can you say Halliburton? No. You can't say that? I can't say that. There might have been a vice president involved I, in that. I think I, just, I think I just saw a red laser dot on my chest. <laughs> uh, the vice president with no heart? Oh, that Literally. one. Literally. The one that shoots people with his best friend in the face? Yeah. Yeah. That I know a best friend, but a friend. That could have had something to do with that whole, I'm not going to say his name, but. No. Nah. Uh, because I want to live. Yeah, um, but his daughter's out there doing <laughs> the exact same rhino thing. stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cheney presidency did that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we continued on to Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, we had a little stint with Gaddafi. That poor guy. Mm-hmm. Talk about the guy getting the shaft. Literally. Yeah. Got a knife up the butt. Yeah. And, uh, that was Hillary's deal. Uh-huh. She wanted him bad. Yeah. And after that, let's see, who was Obama's? Well, there was Osama bin Laden. Yeah, but I mean, but, they were keeping him around just so they could keep the war machine yeah, Obama going. was more Assad in Syria. Yeah, with that fake yeah. using uh, chemical weapons yeah. on their own people. Yeah. Yeah, that was a farce. I mean, you know, the, the Gaddafi thing, I think, is just hilarious because... That was, we've had Gaddafi pretty much reigned in since the mid to late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in the 80s, he was a threat to the region. And what do we do? We go in, he was the only thing that kept that region stabilized. Yeah. Granted, he was a dictator, horrible person, you know. But instead, we went in, killed him with no plan to follow it up and destabilize that whole region. Mm. Which eventually led to Benghazi. Yeah. Well, we had Benghazi and Libya. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that whole region is just shit now. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time Libya was a tourist hotspot, but then again, so was Beirut. Beirut. Yeah. About that one. That was the Paris of the Middle East is what it used to be called. What about the Falcon Islands? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about those. Grenada, anyone? Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, since we're talking tech. <laughs> well, uh, no, but the. Yeah. But going back to what we originally started talking about, you know, these these constant wars that were, were going out and really starting. Yeah. Or even proxy wars, mm-hmm. which used to be a conspiracy theory term. Oh, yeah. So did false flag. But anyway, oh, yeah. everybody's using that for yep. Ukraine now. Yep. Oh, Ukraine's doing a false flag. Well, that used <laughs> to be a conspiracy theory, too. Yeah. False flags have been used since the 60s. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, longer than that, the conspiracy theory term was coined in 63. Yes. By the CIA. By the CIA. So disinformation is now the new word. The MDM. Yeah. Misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. Yes. <laughs> but going back to the cyber attacks is this is this is where this is going to start. They've been mm-hmm. probing our infrastructure. Uh, China and Russia. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to see our first attack. We're going to see oh, a yeah. major outage. Yep. Uh, we're gonna I, don't, see, I don't think we'll see a major outage first. Well, we'll see some smaller outages and see if they can do it and kind of 
kind of probe us a little bit. Uh, you may see like like you saw about ten years ago, New York City going down for a mm-hmm. couple of days. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see that, and then you'll see other parts being probed, like gas pipelines, mm-hmm. gasoline, and natural gas. You'll see those going down. And this is what we talked about before the PLCs. You know, they're they're highly vulnerable. Yeah. It just it just yeah. amazes me how vulnerable these these systems are, and they put them on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things should be air gapped. Thermostat, anyone? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, your thermostat's spying on you. <laughs> <laughs> but these these systems and these smaller contractors, going back to the smaller contractors, and and what I mean by smaller contractors is you can get a milling shop mm-hmm. to make a piece that goes on an FA eighteen. Right. And this is a mom and pop shop. We, I have one down the street and this guy doesn't, I mean, all he knows is CAD and that's it. Mm -hmm. His stuff's on the internet. He knows zero about security. He's one man shop Mm -hmm. and he churns out this stuff for the defense department. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, Hey guys, shouldn't you vet these people a little better? But they're not going to, because the guy's just making one single piece. Yep. Putting it out there now. What if what if the he got hacked into and they put a defect in the part mm-hmm. that you couldn't see, and after so many hours it fails and a wing flies off? That would kind of suck. That would suck. Damn vaccine. <laughs> but these are these are things that I don't know. The American people aren't thinking about because they're so distracted with social media. They're so distracted with social justice, social justice. Well, I woke isms. I think woke is really falling apart. People have had it. Well, I think that, and I think that's why we're seeing the uptick in a lot of the woke stuff is because, you know, they're trying to get more people back on board. Yeah, nobody's listening to CNN anymore. Everybody no. knows that they're liars. And I think, uh, well, I think in the next year, we're going to see CNN turn back into an actual news agency. Yeah, yeah. Well, with the with the purchase. Yeah. As long as they get rid of Don Lamont. And uh, Brian Seltzerwater. Yeah. <laughs> but... All right, that's all I got on that one. <laughs> we dragged this one out of. We 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 really did, um, but I mean it's important. We've talked for weeks now that if there's going to be any type of war with another country in the United States, it's gonna be it's gonna start in the cyber sphere. Yeah, well, you we've know? seen attacks up all over the place. Yeah, now I don't agree on the infrastructure being taken down uh, before anything else i think that's going to happen after an actual war starts they'll do that create mass panic and make it so we can't support ourselves mm-hmm. essentially yeah but anyway so um blockchains the whole blockchain thing the whole uh cryptocurrency thing all of it the biggest benefit to all of that is decentralization mm-hmm. is you know what they keep telling us and it sounds great I'm all for decentralization. Um, I'm actually creating, uh, I have a project. I'm creating uh, a uh, federated instance of a social network. Be out in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Mastodon? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Mastodon. 
I've looked at uh, some of the others was Pleroma, um, and one other one. There's three major ones, mm-hmm. but uh, I think I'm going to go with Mastodon. Uh, but they'll all be able to talk to each other. They're decentralized. Mm-hmm. Well, Coinbase just finally admitted Apple is calling the shots. Really? Yeah. Well, according to Jack Dorsey, that uh, one of the Web3, because it's Web3 now, benefits is that it's uh, censorship what resistant. What happened to Web2? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a failed experiment. Uh, but he says that it's, that it's censorship resistant. Because it's decentralized mm-hmm. and it's pretty much impossible to censor anyone if it's truly decentralized. Right. Well, that's not true with cryptocurrency anymore. Um, there is a choke point and that is big tech. If you want, think about it. If you want to be listed in uh, Apple's iStore or whatever, wherever you get your apps on Apple, what's it yeah, called? 30%. Apple store. It's an app store. App store. That's it. And Google's play store. Mm -hmm. You have to follow their terms and conditions. Yes, you do. You must, you know, and you got to give them 30%. Well, yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, right now, cryptocurrency is fairly what user hostile, at least for normal users of the internet. And so Centralized services have sprung up for non-technical people like Coinbase. Centralized services uh, for decentralized currency. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, main, you know, and then you have mainstream payment products like Venmo, PayPal, and so on. They've added cryptocurrency capabilities as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're taking a bunch of decentralized platforms and centralizing them. So now you got overlords. Of the centralized, decentralized platforms. So there's, so, so there soon will not really be any more decentralized finance, DeFi. Hold on. The, the, you're talking the fruit company, the wokest country, a company, yes. not country, wokest company on yes. the planet. So yes. let's, let's look at those wokest. <laughs> is that a word? Wokest? It wokest. is now. It is now. Isn't that a swarm of things that happen? One of the seven plagues, wokests. So you got, yeah, you got more bucks. I mean, Starbucks, uh-huh. uh, Apple, uh-huh. uh, Microsoft, uh-huh. and Coke. Be less white. Oh, Coke. Yeah, there's Coke. a friend of mine that actually broke that story. Really? Yeah, their the, the, their training actually told them to be less white. Be less white. Bank of America. Bank of America is a big one. Verizon. Uh huh. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Oh no, T-Mobile's the vaccine thing. Yeah, they're the vaccine. They're not. Right. Well, they could be woke. Maybe. Yeah, and, probably. And let's see. There's another big one out there. Nike. Mm-hmm. Target. Mm-hmm. So these companies right here are the wokest of the woke. Right. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Ah, I forgot about them. Gillette. Gillette. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually go on and on. Yeah, yeah, we could go on and on. So these are companies that are the wokest of the woke. Mm-hmm. And the king of the wokeness really is apple oh yeah and uh even though they they moved into austin a long time ago Uh they saw the trend and they moved into austin they're the wokest of the woke and yet they're controlling trying to control cryptocurrency now this was bound to happen and what was bound to happen is 
the banks are centralization. Mm-hmm. So instead of keeping your own money, they'll keep it for you. Yeah, and they'll lend it out to other people. This is how banks work. Yeah. This is the this is the how banks make the money. Brothers. Banks, yeah, they charge interest on your money that you loan them. Mm-hmm. Because if everybody went and tried to get their money out at one time, do a run on the banks mm-hmm. as they call it. That's what that's what happened during the Great Depression. Right. You couldn't get it. Well, there isn't enough cash to actually do it. No, not at all. There's only, what is it, like 10% of all money is actually available in cash? Well, it's something the, like that. Yeah, it's the telecom theory. You know, we only support 30% of our users. Right. At one time. Yeah. And then when the internet happened and <laughs> that kind of crushed that one. Oops. <laughs> that was around 99, 1999. And What's that? Well, the telecoms were going to start charging extra for internet lines. Oh, yeah. Charging yeah. a premium because they could only, you know, that scam. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, they looked at it like. Well, it's just like we got to tell people they have to have a fax line. Uh huh. Instead, they can't use their regular phone line. Yep. Bullshit. And they they were holding back. But ninety nine is when broadband was really taking hold. Yep. They were holding back DSL. Then they right. released the cable modem. Yes. And it blew everybody's mind. Yeah. And always on connection. Yep. And unlimited I remember, access. I remember I had a one megabit connection. Yeah. It's awesome. So there was that, and then oh. Oh, we, oh, oh, never mind. We're not pushing this through the Senate now to where we're going to charge you a premium on having a secondary line mm-hmm. just for the internet. Right. We're pushing out this DSL thing. Right. That we've been holding on to for mm-hmm. when, when you guys were paying a thousand dollars for ISDN mm-hmm. for 768 K <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to push out this DSL where you can get 1.5 megabits. Uh-huh. As it, long as you with lived within a mile of a central of office. Of a central office, exactly. We're going to push this out, and we're going to forget about this thing we're pushing through Congress to charge extra for a secondary line. <laughs> That's where competition comes in, uh-huh. and it's a it's a great thing. But, yeah, I, th- these, these companies, they're the wokest of the woke, and they're trying to get their hands around this industry, uh, and they may do it. Yeah. They may do it. They yeah. may make... Bitcoin mainstream, mm-hmm. um, but I st- I'm still a firm believer that the government's going to end up shutting it down as soon as it becomes real competition. I don't think so. I think uh, the government is. I mean, they've already started uh, with the ability to to track more of that and tax you in the cryptocurrency world. Yes, I think right now all it is is on transactions where you actually withdraw and mm-hmm. transfer your crypto to you know. Uh, fiat currency. Well, the, yeah, I'm going to agree to disagree, though, but the they're going to come out with their own coin. Yeah. Their own government-sponsored yeah. coin. Yeah, no, that I can see, yeah. Because they miss vote on this. There will be a U.S. dollar you know, crypto. crypto. Yeah. Actually, there is one. There is actually a U.S. dollar crypto. Really? Yeah. Mm. But it trades right at whatever the value is of a dollar. Yeah. Well, I see them switching over to this one all right, so there's a bunch of advantages to the government. No advantage to us, mm-hmm. but a bunch of advantages to the government. One, it's backed by jack shit. Yeah. You can just crank it out as much as you want. And this has always been my problem with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. There's nothing backing it. Right. Zero backing it. You know, all that backs it is the trading of it. It's perceived, per- but then perceived again, you value. Know, that, that's most fiat currency is, is a uh, market-based economy. 
It's backed by the market, pretty much. Well, no, the dollar is technically backed by oil. Which is traded on the market. Yeah. Oil prices are based on the per barrel price as it's traded on the commodities market. So when we went off the gold market, we made a deal with the Saudis. And the devil. And and in making the deal with the Saudis, we Mm -hmm. backed our dollar with oil. Right. Period. And so we've been on an oil-based economy Mm -hmm. since then. Mm Mm-hmm. Crypto is based by nothing. Right. It's backed by nothing. The advantage is, is it's backed by nothing. And the other advantage is, is you can track wherever it goes and what mm-hmm. people are spending their money on. It used to be completely anonymous. Mm-hmm. But there is tracking. But then again. Blockchain. I mean, blockchain, yeah. if you have a register, then you're going to be able to track it. Right. And you can track. It well, and see, that's what you know. I was talking about with the the new centralization of decentralized finance. But, but is the is but is, we both know. Well, we both know that Bitcoin was never anonymous. No, it's never well, been anonymous. It, it, it was. It's obfuscated. You no, know, it's yeah. obfuscated. Well, you didn't have to have you know any ID mm-hmm. to create a Bitcoin wallet. No, you didn't. But. It's all on a standardized register for everybody. Right. But all it is is that Bitcoin address. Uh-huh. It had, there's no tie. There was no tie of that address to you as a person. Mm-hmm. But when you change it into fiat currency, that's when it gets labeled. Yep. Trying to think how that used to work. But I mean, and again, it's, it's really moot now because most everybody is buying and, and selling through these exchanges like Coinbase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, various others that are out there. And they never own that Bitcoin, by the way. No. They only, they only put their name on it, but Coinbase owns the Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. So if you, you don't get the, the encryption code for it, they hold that. Huh. So it's still there. When you buy a piece of the Bitcoin, you're not getting the encryption. Wow. They're holding that. You're just, it's, it's just like when you make an investment, you don't get that dollar. Right. That dollar's in a pool somewhere. Right. Okay. Same thing with crypto. That money's in a pool. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing that the banks are doing. Right. That money's in a pool somewhere and they trade it as much. And if it goes, if it goes up, then your little portion goes up. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to trade it for fiat currency, then you get the fiat currency. Right. You don't get the coin. Now you could probably request it and they would give you a hash for that. And right. then, and then you could, if you draw it out, but it's right. just like a bank. It's not yours until you draw it out. Right. Okay. It's only I see, yours. I see on, what you're saying. It's only yeah, yours I, mean, on I misunderstood what you were saying. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, but uh, yeah, I just, I just misunderstood what you're saying. But anyway, um, so it's now right. you have the right to be wrong. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was wrong once. I was mistaken. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was saying is, you know, so all this stuff that's decentralized is now becoming centralized. Mm-hmm. There's now becoming these multiple govern, uh, governing authorities, not government yet, mm-hmm. governing authorities, such as Google, such as Apple, such as the, you know, the exchanges. These are all centralizing, decentralized apps mm-hmm. so the decentralization is going away yeah it's like i mean come on if you find something profitable find a way to control the flow of it yes if you can control the flow of it then you are the master of it yeah that's really what it boils down to so slaves bound bow down before your overlords yes 
<laughs> I mean, that's what Google and Apple do with their Play Store and uh, App Store is control what uh, you can do with mm-hmm. the app that you wrote. Okay, so yes, for the masses. Yes. Both of these are for the masses. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I can write an app and, and put it on a website somewhere and not list it in Google Play or Apple's uh, App Store. Exactly. Well, you couldn't put it on an Apple, period, unless you root the app. Oh, well, yeah. Unless you yeah. jailbreak the app, right. but you can't do it anyway. Android's a little bit more open. You can put it out there. Yeah. The same thing with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. If you want to have your own cryptocurrency, you can draw out the hashes of your Bitcoin or your Satoshis or whatever mm-hmm. it is and hold that yourself in a hardware wallet. Right. And that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Host it yourself. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest scam that has ever ever been portrayed on the on America is that you need banks. Yeah. And you don't. Well, I mean, it used to be you got interest if you deposited your money in a bank. Mm-hmm. I remember when checking accounts got interest. Mm-hmm. Now, not only do you not get interest in some, in in a lot of banks, you have to pay for the service for them to hold your money. Well, and you get charged exorbitant rates if you overdraft oh, uh, yeah. for transaction fees, stuff like that. So they have found new ways to charge you to use your money to do what they want to well, do. Well, the one, the one that always got me is, say you write a check and you mail it off somewhere mm-hmm. and they say they didn't receive it. Mm-hmm. So you cancel the check. Right. That's like 35, 40 bucks <sighs> to cancel a check. That just is beyond stupid to me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, that's all I got on centralizing the decentralized. So here's one for the suckers. Speaking of crypto, <laughs> yes. dumb shit. All right. <laughs> 1.7 million in NFTs stolen in an apparent phishing attack on OpenSea users. Oops. You stole something that doesn't fucking exist. Exactly. What am I missing here? What what <laughs> am I I'm I'm missing something with the whole NFT thing. Well, the NFT, okay. I I understand how it works. Yeah, I I don't understand the appeal. To me, it's just bragging rights. I don't understand the appeal. I guess it makes a little bit of sense in, in the meta world, mm-hmm. in the metaverse, um, you know, as far as like property and stuff, which I still don't really understand all that. I mean, I, I get it in theory and, and, and everything, but I'm not uh, I'm not on board with it at all. Yeah. But as far as like stealing NFTs, what did you say? One point seven million. Yeah. Uh, that one point seven million. That article could also say. 570 billion or it could say 10 cents 10 bucks (laughs) because say i create an nft Mm -hmm. right i sell it to you for i don't know say a thousand dollars it gets stolen from you i now can just say yeah it's worth 10 cents well on saturday the value of it well it's like pretty much anything yeah but the value of it is what you can get somebody else to pay for it yeah it's really it well my grandfather said it's only valuable if somebody thinks it's valuable. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, on Saturday, attackers stole hundreds of NFTs from OpenSea users, causing a late night panic among the site's broad user base. <laughs> panic. <laughs> panic. Somebody, panic. Stole, somebody stole my thing that doesn't exist. A spreadsheet compiled by the blockchain security service, Peck Shield. Mm-hmm. Peck Shield? Pegger Shield? Uh, contained 
254 tokens stolen over the course of the attack, including tokens from Decentraland and Board Ape Yacht Club, which is the big one. Yeah, yeah. The bulk of the attack took place between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. $1.7 million for three hours worth of work. Nice. I I think I can handle payments like that. Targeted 32 users in total. Molly White, who runs the blog Web3, is going great. Estimated value of the stolen tokens to be 1.7 million. That's a great <laughs> name, though. Web3 is going great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's a> great. <laughs> oh, awesome. I, I sent some sarcasm in there. <laughs> but all right. Oh, man. My brain is breaking here. Um, <laughs> So the dumbass club and I'm going to go back to black mirror season one, episode two, mm-hmm. uh, was it 15 million credits or merits, 15 million merits. You're buying stuff that doesn't exist just so you could say, so you can just brag to people and yeah. say, I've got, I've got this NFT to people who give a shit. Yeah. I own something that I can't show you. Okay. So, I'm going to go down this road. Um, I collect guitars. Uh-huh. I like them a lot. Uh-huh. And I like, I like uh, the shiny ones and I like the pretty ones and uh-huh. I, I like the, the brightly colored ones. Well, you're a pretty kind of guy. Yeah. Do you bedazzle them? So one of the dumbest things I've ever seen is, all right, so you have an American made Stratocaster. Okay. Brand new, 1200 bucks. Right. Probably more than I would pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it used anyway. Right. But $1,200. You take a sander to that same Stratocaster, mm-hmm. take some dirt, rub all over it, uh-huh. call it Relic, $6,000. Of course. And that's the stupidity of uh-huh. people today. Yeah. Okay, so take a table, a cherry table. Right. Seats eight. Okay. Cost of manufacturer, let's just say $3,000. Okay. Really nice table. Dining mm-hmm. room table. You take some nails to it and some chains. Mm-hmm. That thing jumps up to ten grand because it's antiqued. Antiqued. <laughs> okay, but so it's brand new. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back here. The stupidity of people to yeah. pay more for some shit that's beat up uh-huh. astounds me. You know, a lot of this started about. Oh, 25, 30 years ago, I remember wondering and asking people. It was uh, the, I don't know, new age hippie crowd or the actually just most young people. Mm-hmm. They were buying uh, jeans that looked like somebody had rolled around on a auto mechanics garage floor. Oh, I remember the you know, yellow they had, jeans. They had, they had uh, like, looked like grease stains. Yeah. And shirts and stuff that looked like they bought them at a third or fourth hand thrift store. Right. You know, it looked like old used. Most people wanted to look homeless, mm-hmm. but they were paying two, three hundred dollars for a pair of jeans. Yeah. You know, a hundred bucks for a T-shirt, you know, that looked like they were homeless. Yep. And I, I never understood that. Still don't. But I say I've seen that progress in a lot of other areas. Mm hmm. 
Well, I remember back in the 80s when I was a young little metalhead. <laughs> and, I was too. And we we had the, uh, you know, the shirts. We, we would cut all the way down the sides. Oh, yeah. And then the ripped up jeans. Yeah. And then they started selling ripped up jeans. Yes. I was in the mid 80s. I was at a mall. Mm-hmm. It was Glenbrook Mall in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it was around Christmas time. Well, you couldn't be more white, could you? No. <laughs> Uh, Wayne, Indiana. Good Lord. Actually, it's 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 pretty diverse uh, city, but um, I was I remember it was around Christmas time. There was a girl, (laughs) young, late teens, early Mm twenties, who had a kiosk set up in the mall where for five dollars she would professionally cut your jeans for you. Yeah. And there was a line of about thirty girls. Are you kidding me? No. No, that was 1985 or so. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyway, I I just don't understand NFTs and, yeah. and I just don't understand. Well, we, went, we went way out of that, out of bounds on that one. Well, no, I mean, those, Not that's, really. that's supporting discussions yeah. Yeah. from the past that we've grown up and seen. Right. It was it, actually, yeah, because it's the same thing as what NFTs are now. I mean, what was the difference between a Sony Walkman and a realistic from Radio Shack? Not a damn thing. There was no difference between the two except the name. Right. Or iPods and every other MP3 player out there. Yeah, they put out the same same stuff regardless. I've got it. I I ran across it the other day. It's a Sansa. Little tiny one. I remember those, yeah. Um, And it holds... uh, I don't know, a thousand songs or something, mm-hmm. 5,000 songs, something like that. And it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. And it still works. Yeah. And I got that shit. I don't know. 15 years ago. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've gone through a bunch of those MP3 players, which I still believe the MP3 player is better than using your phone. Yeah. You know why? Because you can't get a call on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't get disruptions and notifications. You yep. get to listen to the song. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. I yeah. I'm I'm not gonna get this NFT thing. Yeah, I'm gonna be no. I'm gonna be a grumpy Gen Xer about this. And uh-huh. I'm gonna say you're dumb for doing this. Yeah. You are stupid for yep. doing this. And if you're buying crap for your avatars online, you're dumb for doing that too. You have more dollars than cents. You do. And your your value system is all screwed up. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely the definition of throwing away money. Uh-huh. <sighs> but my avatar look cool, man. Well, let's move on to something else. What okay. do we got next? Uh Windows. Windows 11 is going to soon require a Microsoft account. Hmm. Wonder why that is. Huh. Could it well, be for marketing? No. Nah. Uh, because, you know, none of these systems do any tracking. None of them. No. No, no ad tracking. No. Mm-hmm. Hey, click on this to let us show you things that you really like. Or let's not forget Windows Hello. Oh, God. With facial recognition. Yes. yes. Let's not forget about that. That's fun. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, Windows 11 Pro will require an internet connection and a Microsoft account during the initial setup phase, which uh, you can't, which means you can't uh, avoid Microsoft accounts by creating a local user account like you used to. 
you know, and that's what I always do is create a local user account. You know, I just turn on, I unplug it from the internet mm-hmm. when I'm setting up the system and, you know, it says, you know, it allows me to skip the Microsoft uh, account phase and create a local account. Mm-hmm. And I do that with the username and password and I'm good. Or you sign on to domain. If you've got a domain control, right. You can do that too. So, you know, I do that that way. It's at least one step of the process that Microsoft can't track, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, as Scott and I were talking about before the broadcast, windows 10 and 11 is full of tracking. Yep. Which everything is these days, your phone, your computers. I don't care if you got an Apple windows box. Now, if you're running Linux from home, first off, bravo. Uh, secondly, you're not being tracked. Yep. <clears throat> but unless you have Ubuntu. Uh, it depends. Tracks. Well, it depends what you, well, yeah, but you can take that stuff off really mm-hmm. easily. Well, let's, if you know what you're doing. All right. So I'm going to go down some history here. Let's do it. So Windows 95. Yes. Windows 98. Yes. Windows 98 SE. Yes. Millennium. Remember that one? <laughs> We've added a million lines of code. Yeah. That's a that it's bad still, thing. That it still sucks. It does. Windows 7. Windows 8. Uh-huh. Windows 10. Oh, Little, what happened to 9? Oh, Windows 8 was such a disaster. <laughs> Windows 10, the last operating system you'll ever need. Okay, we're going to stop there. Let's do it. So all those operating systems I just named. Uh-huh. The competitor, OS 10. Mm-hmm. which is free BSD. Right. A variation of Linux. Yes. Or Unix, not Linux. Right. But it's basically Linux. <laughs> pretty Windows, close. It's Win- pretty close. Uh, OS 10 is Linux. It's basically next. Well, OS 10 and Linux are both based off of the same initial operating system, which is BSD Unix. Yeah. And the only well, good thing to ever come out of Berkeley. OS 10 was, was actually based off of next. And that was part of, Steve Jobs deal to come back to mm-hmm. Apple's. They had to use the next operating system and buy it from him. Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. And so they spent years cleaning up next and then making OS 10. All right. So windows 11, what does it look like? OS 10. Oh, really? <laughs> Central dock. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And looks a lot like OS 10. So two things to turn <sighs> off. Two things you should always turn off on Windows 10. Let's yes. go back to Windows 10. Two things you should turn off. Advertising ID. Mm-hmm. Well, three things. Location tracking. Yes. And voice recognition. Mm-hmm. Because when you're training that thing, your voice goes to the cloud. Yeah. And they add it to their database. Mm-hmm. Your voice. Yeah. And they say that they're doing it to improve speech recognition. Which I don't doubt that they're using it for that, Mm -hmm. but that's not the only thing they're using it for. So your voice print can be sold to somebody else. Absolutely. So what Microsoft is doing now is they're following the Facebook business model. Mm -hmm. So they're going to start selling your data Mm -hmm. in addition to charging you hundred dollars for the operating system, ninety-nine dollars right, for the home right. edition, yeah. and hundred and fifty for the pro edition. Yeah, that's pennies compared to what they're gonna make off you long term. Yeah. And Microsoft's business model has always been piracy. Yeah. 
So <laughs> yeah, pirate it or buy it or Microsoft has not really created much. Mm-hmm. Well, ever. Well, you look at Office. Office really hasn't changed since two two thousand. No, I mean they nah. put some fancy ribbons and they've overhauled the UI. But I still, it's still I the still same use crap. I still use Office two thousand ten. Yeah, it's still the same crap because it's not changed enough for me to upgrade. Yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing new there. No, nothing at all. But back back to your story. Mm-hmm. Windows eleven is nothing more than Facebook operating system. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to cash in on the same thing that yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Google, Google, uh, TikTok. And I haven't heard anything about TikTok lately, which is strange, but eh, I'm sure we will. But they're doing the same business model as the mm-hmm. rest of these guys. They're going to sell your data. That's yes. What, that's what they're collecting all this information for. Yeah. That's how they make their money. Yeah. In Facebook's initial IPO, that's what they stated was their business objective. Mm-hmm. That's it. Collect your data and sell it to advertisers. Mm-hmm. How else do you think Facebook makes money? And Apple, they're, I mean, their business is phones. It's not yeah. computers. Their right. business is phones. Yes. And. Well, yeah, I mean, prior to the iPod, uh-huh. uh, Apple was nearly bankrupt. Yes. If it hadn't been for the iPod, Apple may not exist today. No. Probably wouldn't exist today. Well, I mean, when when Scully was in charge, they were selling iMacs or mm-hmm. Macs with PC daughter boards. Yeah. So you could run both. Yeah. And they were really upfront about it. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, yeah, you can use this in business because you can switch over to the PC right. mode. Yep. And that had a 486 DX266 chip on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was around the same time that uh, Windows started to come out with, with much better graphics and graphics applications. Mm-hmm. And because that was the, that was really the, at that time, that was really the only draw to buying a Macintosh was doing graphic and video editing. Yes. Because Apple was at the forefront with that. Yeah, and it was mostly their applications. It wasn't so much their hardware, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Windows came along, and other applications that run on Windows came along that could compete with the Macintosh. And then uh, the iPod came out, and then the iPhone came out, and you know, that's what is Apple's business. Macintosh. I don't. I don't even know why they still create them. Well, now they're running on risk chips, or not risk, but um, ARM chips, which is hilarious to me, like the M1 ARM tech architecture, mm-hmm. which is a chipset that you put in a stupid phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not not getting it. I mean, it's just proof that people will buy anything if you package yeah. it right. Exactly. Well, and I've said this for for decades. Apple's main job is marketing mm-hmm. that's what they do better than anybody else well let's let's go down the stupidity pipeline okay <laughs> unboxing videos yeah <laughs> i mean come on man well yeah you've got an entire genre of people who are impressed by the packaging that you're going to throw away there are people making significant money doing unboxing videos i know yeah 
this is the stupidity of our world these days. Yeah. Not only is the device valuable, but the packaging that you put it in uh-huh. is valuable. Oh, look, look how it's boxed. You're going to throw that no, damn it's, box it's, it's away. Watching how fake excited I could be, you know, by opening up my new whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, this new widget. Watch me open it and get, you know, all excited and stuff. And I, I, well, the, the reason why I, the, I don't understand the enjoyment in watching it. The reason why I'm going down this stupidity pipeline, if NFTs weren't enough, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> the people who started that, uh-huh. Apple, uh-huh. as an experience, right? Well, I can do in quotes, air yeah, quotes, air quotes, as an experience. Yeah. We want to make the Apple experience <laughs> <laughs> from the purchasing to the opening. To the using, I mean, I guess, and, you, and then just forget, forget it. Well, it makes it makes it. I guess it could make it more palatable. The fact that you're spending fifteen hundred dollars on a phone. Yeah, I guess so. It comes in a nice box. I remember <laughs> when what was it? Motorola razors uh-huh. when they came out. Yeah, what two thousand three, two thousand two, three, four. Yeah, they were hot. There. They were hot shit. They were the hot shit. And the StarTax, and it was. I think. I think one of them cost. I think it cost me like. $250. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I can't imagine I'm spending this much on a phone. And running on Java. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Sun Microsystem uh, came out with Java. And it was their idea to... The cool thing about Java was that it would run on anything. Mm-hmm. It was completely... It's the only... It was compartmentalized. Pro, it was the only programming language that was hardware agnostic. Yeah. Well, uh, more containerized, yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was meant to run, I mean, the the initial thought process was, you know, soda machines would have Java running in it. Mm-hmm. Phones, computers, uh, various, every, your toaster, mm-hmm. you know, all the smart home appliances, everything would run on this one programming language. That way, everything could talk to everything else. Well, you can't and we truly would have an Internet of Things. You can't swing a digital cat without hitting a JSON file anymore. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's just a, a data transmission vehicle. But that's where it came from. Oh, yeah. Java. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it came from JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. Which there was two, Java. <laughs> two completely different things. JavaScript is Microsoft's attempt at creating something, which is uh, it's a decent programming language, but it's nothing like Java. Well, then, <laughs> then they, they just, just named it that. Then they tried that Silverlight experience, which oh uh, god, there's a lot of programs you still can't install <coughs> without Silverlight, even though Silverlight has been deprecated. I haven't run into one of those that you have to have Silverlight in a long time. Well, that at least at least working it's not, on the uh, infrastructure side. Let me tell uh, you, it's still a problem. <laughs> oh, jeez. At least it's not uh, Flash. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we've run down this hole quite long enough, and we've we've kind of poo pooed all over Microsoft, which is fun. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. We yeah. usually do Apple. This time we did a little bit of both, mostly Microsoft. We're equal opportunity yeah. defenders. <laughs> so I think uh, I think I've done enough tech for today. Right. Um, we of course we could do this for hours, but let's move on. So the next thing I got, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh while I say it. Okay. Google's Nest doorbell can't take the cold. <laughs> Neither can I. 
Google confirms battery-powered doorbell won't charge below 32 degrees Fahrenheit, Oops. even when wired. Uh, uh, let, let's go back. Why? It's not a diehard battery. It's lithium. Yeah. Lithium batteries don't charge in the cold. No. They just don't. Uh, even if they're hardwired, it won't, uh, it won't work because the doorbell has to run off the battery. Yeah. The hard wire just charges the battery. It doesn't yeah. run the device. Has your Google Nest doorbell been draining its battery faster than normal or stopped working altogether even when hooked up to your doorbell wires? No, because Google is not going to have my data no. at the door. No, because I don't have one. That's because it doesn't like being left out in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the the device that's outside? Yep. Can't charge at temperatures below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Why is that? Uh-huh. Lithium batteries do not charge under freezing. They just don't. Right. And they don't work under freezing. So I've got a couple of lithium batteries in uh, two-wheeled vehicles. Mm-hmm. And if it's uh, even 40 degrees... I got to turn it on, click the start button a couple of times and mm-hmm. let it warm up. Yeah. It has to get flowing. The energy has to get flowing through there. Tesla's way around this is their batteries are heated. Right. So they actually heat their batteries. Lithium ion, lithium iron phosphate, uh, any of these lithium batteries, they require a certain temperature. Now, if it's hot outside, they love it. Then no problem oh, with yeah. heat. Yeah. But if it's cold outside, the the electrolytes slow down and they become difficult to use. They have to be heated up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these batteries, I've looked into a lot of lithium batteries uh, for use in an RV, and they actually have heaters built into them with their BMS. And they have to have okay. a BMS to, right. to charge them correctly and all that other stuff. But, yeah, you've got to have a heater on them to, to make them work. <laughs> and I think I think this is a great Google failure because I, oh, yeah. I, I see how this happened. Somebody in China came up with a doorbell and Google said, let's brand it. Yeah. And that's that's how all this shit works. Absolutely. Somebody comes up with it. Yep. Then these big corporations rebrand it to yeah. whatever and maybe sign an exclusive deal. Uh-huh. But they didn't create it. No. No, the guy came out with Ring. Amazon bought it. Mm-hmm. And Google said, well, we need to make, we need to make one too. Mm-hmm. And so they did. Yeah. Just did it half-assed. Same thing with the Blink cameras. Blink cameras, which I have them and they're cloud-based and mm-hmm. they're watching all my stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really care. I will do the trade-off and that, you know, in full disclosure, you know, we talk a lot about spying. We talk about a lot mm-hmm. about cloud in full disclosure. It's not that I don't use cloud. But we want to educate the people out there as to what's really going on. Now, if you're willing to make that trade-off, then good on you. Right. And I'm willing to make that trade-off for a security system that I don't have to pay a monthly bill for Mm -hmm. that's on cloud storage that I can set them in motion sensors. And I'll tell you, (laughs) around the silo, I mean, I probably have 25 cameras. Wow. 25 blink cameras. Wow. And it's uh, it's great because I can see when somebody's coming. I can see varmints in, at night. Uh, 
Sometimes bugs get on the on the camera lens <laughs> and set that damn thing off. You can see when the missus is coming, so you can stop doing whatever you're doing. Uh, she didn't leave the silo, man. Oh, okay. She she just doesn't leave. <laughs> she uh, is she am- held captive. She, no, she Amazon's right. everything, and she doesn't feel the need to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's a it's a really handy tool, and I know that we give the impression that that anything that is I like to call it co-sponsored, uh, where they're they have something solo. The, Packard Bell used to do this. Mm-hmm. They would sell computers really cheap for a couple hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but you'd have all kinds of adware on there. Yeah, and these guys subsidize these computers, and that's why you got them so cheap. Well, back around 99, 2000, uh, e-machines first came out. Yes. And you could get a free computer Uh as long as you signed up to, I think it was MSN. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was MSN, which was, you know, Microsoft's advertising platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as long as you signed up and that it was a subscription, I think it was like 15, maybe 20 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You got to sign up for two years and you got a free computer. Yeah. Desktop computer. Well, I'm I'm glad some of these companies are around. Um, in in the aspect that I'm using these ring cameras, so there's I have a couple of the indoor wired ones, and they watch a hall and they watch the living room. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got them uh, on four corners. We've got one out in the chicken house. Mm-hmm. I've got one up the driveway because we have a very long driveway. Right. And then in the uh, uh, mobile operations unit, I have four in there. (laughs) (laughs) The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I like that. But uh, Google, (laughs) I don't have anything other than my phone. I don't have anything that's Google just because their, their stuff is... Yeah, I own nothing that's Google. Oh, they're, they're so intrusive. Other than, you know, like the operating system on my phone yeah. and uh, a, couple of, a couple of applications that I use on my computer, but mm-hmm. I don't actually own anything that's Google. Yeah. Yeah, they're just so intrusive that yeah. I wouldn't have their doorbell or any of their stuff, any of their, uh, their Nest no. uh, thermostats. No, thank you. No. Because those things are... When I ran the scan, well, so I've got a security device. Did you say when you ran a scam? Scan. Oh, scan. Uh, (laughs) So when uh, my my security device, when when I see what's going out, it was just like Google services, Google services Mm -hmm. when I had a Nest thermostat. And I got rid of that thing because uh, I was having to block probably 30 different IP addresses. Because mm-hmm. once I started blocking one IP address, mm-hmm. another one would pop oh, up. Yeah. It started to be whack-a-mole with yeah. IP addresses. Yep. So I shortcutted it and got rid of the Nest. <laughs> I mean, you know, go to a web page and you look down the bottom left-hand corner of your browser and you see, you know, contacting such and such website, loading such and such website, contacting such and such website. You mm-hmm. know, it goes through while the page loads. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of the pages that I ever look down there and look at I see Google ad services. Yep. Well, they, they own the monetization of the internet. Yeah. They own that portion of it. Yeah. They pretty much own internet advertising outside of, uh, being on a social network itself. Yep. 
like Facebook or Twitter or, you know, one of these uh, social networks that do their own advertising, everything outside of that is Google. Mm -hmm. And even inside of that, a lot of it is Google. (sighs) Your corporate own rewards. Yes. Centralized, the decentralized. All right. That's it for tech news today. All right. We'll move on to the news. And stop. <laughs> All right. There we go. It's about as much as like an handle of that. <laughs> Sounds like co- corporate douchebaggery uh, news. Are you getting sponsored? <sighs> Not like that. <laughs> oh, well, first off, just to get to some serious stuff, Project Veritas exposes vaccine plan. Uh-oh. Annual vax billions of dollars from pharma. Huh. So the FDA is taking millions of dollars from pharma. What could it be true? You mean the FDA that, you know, their directors end up leaving to go work for big pharma. I can't imagine that just that, or they hire their high level people from big pharma. That's gotta be a conspiracy theory, but it's not. Project Veritas did one of these mm-hmm. uh, undercover interviews when they took somebody out for for lunch. And uh, what it turns out is the CDC is taking billions of dollars from the pharmaceutical corporations. Oh, yeah. The CDC or the FDA? Oh, the, the FDA. Sorry. Okay. The FDA. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it was one of their vice presidents that was talking, running his mouth and and saying how these things get paid for. And their, you know, Biden's plan was for everybody to get a vaccination at least once a year mm-hmm. and keep it going. Right. And it's not for your health. It's to keep no. the money flowing yes. to big pharma. Yes. And that's the whole push for this. So I saw parts of of the uh, hidden camera stuff. And I'm telling you that these people think that the general public is generally stupid. Of course they do. Well, I mean, they, they think that, and they think that they're the ones that need to lead the stupid public. Yeah. And there, there, what they expose is there was a whole plan behind the vaccination stuff in the Biden regime. Right. That it was going to be, originally one vaccination a year mm-hmm. and then they ramped it up to quarterly mm-hmm. and oh all of a sudden they're not talking about none of it now <laughs> well they're gonna they're, they want to push it back to annual again mm-hmm. yeah they know that they're losing traction they pushed a little too far mm-hmm. but this the narrative's being blown up we know this being blown up nobody's talking about it they're not trying to shame anybody anymore why because vaccinated people were getting it too uh-huh. and the sham is exposed. Yeah. People were going to get yeah, their I mean, freedoms it's, it's, back it's, if they got the vaccination. Right. But it, it there's little to no difference between the vaccinated and unvaccinated now. Yep. And the one and done has been proven now. Yes. Once you got it, you're not going to get it again. Right. You can get a different variant. variant. Yes. But once you have that variant, you won't get it again. Yeah. You're one and done. So why, if you've had it, why get vaccinated? 
I don't know. Um, especially now that, you know, it's determined that, you know, COVID's not really all that bad well, for most people. The, Some people get it's worse. And and again, everybody thinks that they if they have COVID now, it's Omicron. It's a lot of it's not, a lot of it's Delta. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when they were saying that Omicron was so much more transmissible, the study from the CDC came out and said that Delta was more transmissible than Omicron. Ooh. Yeah. But nobody's reporting that. All they talk about is Omicron. So everybody, I mean, I've seen I see articles and tweets and different things where people say, I have Omicron. Stop saying that. You don't know what you have. You have COVID. Okay. And to just kind of talk about how this whole thing works. So we always need a distraction to take us away from what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And COVID-19 was the big distraction for a lot of crap that the Dems wanted to get pushed through. And now this narrative is falling apart. So what's our next distraction? War Uh, with Russia. War with Russia. (laughs) Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia. That's always the Democrats' go-to is Russia. They don't ever want to talk about China. No. (laughs) Which is our real enemy. Yes, much bigger global threat. But there's too much money coming from China. Yeah, of course. And too many businesses that not only won't stop doing business in China, but are looking to ramp up business in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, back to what you're saying about the uh, Biden administration. Um, I'm looking here. It says, uh, while Big Pharma makes billions off the control, coronavirus isn't new. According to Christopher Cole, uh, the Biden administration was also predicted to be financially rewarded for promoting the drug to Americans. Mm-hmm. Cole's statement about the Biden administration making money off COVID is interesting because uh, he also claims that he's the executive officer of the FDA's medical countermeasure initiative. Sweet. Yeah. This is the guy that uh, is in the project Veritas video. Yeah. So um, yeah, he said drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. So they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. And then uh, another part in the video, he says, if they can get every person required to get an annual vaccine, that's a recurring return of money going into the company. It's a subscription. Yes. Inoculation by subscription. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I said that a few months ago. Sounds like the Bill Gates model. Yep. Oh, he's involved. What? There we go. Bill Gates, who says uh, chances of catching a severe infection from COVID-19 are dramatically lower. But... He believes another pandemic is likely. Um, he says it'll be a different pathogen next time. Yeah, because he'll make sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as soon as he gets his testing lab finished. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Farmer Bill. That's him. Mm. So anyway, uh, back to getting us off that topic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Can we I mean, ever the- get off that topic? I mean, really? Well, no, we really can't. We could probably uh, talk about this the, for the next 50 years because not that's until about the how government long. gets off the topic. Well, it's, we can talk about it for the next 50 years because that's about when they're going to figure out that this whole thing was a scam. Not that COVID's a scam, I still, but the I pharmaceutical still, portion of I it. I still want it to be uh, early enough that I can see some of these people who are doing it shaved head, naked, march down the street. Mm-hmm. Shame. It's like on they did on Game of Thrones. Shame. Yeah. Um, okay, we can go to go to the Russia Ukraine thing because it's also a distraction from something else. Okay, that's going on. But 
Let's talk about the distraction. And then we'll talk about what else is distracting. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so, okay. Here's, here's one thing. I don't know if anybody's, I, I have not heard a single person talk about this. Mm. In the last week to 10 days, I have heard every single day that Russia will invade today or tomorrow. Yeah, I did hear this. <laughs> not, not that they might, not that they're thinking about it. Not that, you know, it's a, it's, you know, pretty likely that they will. No, they have said Russia will invade today or tomorrow. Mm. And they have said that every day for the last week or 10 days still haven't invaded. Yeah. And right now we're in these Berlin talks, these peace talks with, uh, you know, who that would be her good old camel toe. Anyway, Kamala, <laughs> yeah, Kamala, who has absolutely no foreign experience, mm-hmm. who hold on, when hold on, the border, the, the border, the borders are who, when asked it, why she hadn't visited the border yet, said, "Well, I also haven't visited Europe." Is now in Europe with peace talks on this whole crisis in and Ukraine. Still hasn't been to the border. No, still hasn't. Well, hold on. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Well, she can go to Arizona. She can go to California. Please keep her out of Texas. Yeah, there you go. We don't. I'm sure you don't want her there. She might afraid she gets shot down here. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know the funny thing is, you know, there's there's sending Harris or they sent Harris over. Um, for those of you who don't know, we're recording this today. This is Sunday, and uh, today's the last day of those talks. This is a woman who has no foreign policy experience, no long-term federal experience. Uh, So why she's there, I'm not 100% sure. I've heard speculation that is so they can groom her for becoming the next president. Mm. Give her some experience. And if this comes out as a big win, you know, it'll be, be a big win for her in the next campaign. Well, maybe she's going over there to advance her career by Neil and Bob. There's that. There's that. She's, uh, <clears throat> it's one of the things she is well-trained for. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirty knees. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, heels up, Harris. Anyway, um, but I'm wondering if one of the reasons that she's being sent over there is because they don't trust Biden in a three-day-long conference. They're, they can't keep him awake long enough. Um, or they, lucid they, or, you know, they they... They can't shoot him up with enough meth and vitamin B12 without him falling over dead. Yeah. I mean, that's three full days with a lot of European leaders, uh, Russian counterparts, Ukrainians. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to be there. And the problem is going to be is Kamala is going to offend them. Mm -hmm. She's going to come off all hard ass and she doesn't understand the nuances of languages and the way people interpret things, I mean, half of, okay, the Cuban Missile Crisis almost became a full-blown war because Kennedy and Khrushchev, their accents were so strong that the translators weren't getting everything right. Uh-oh. Yeah, Khrushchev was, was a backwater country boy from Russia, mm-hmm. and he had a very thick country accent, whereas Kennedy was you know from martha's vineyard and or boston or somewhere and uh you know had that thick boston accent Mm -hmm. so their translators were getting things wrong so you know just in that 
things can escalate. Well, Kamala is not good in public. She's not a good speaker. She's not good in private. She's not a like. <laughs> she's not a liked person, mm-hmm. and she's gonna get nervous and throw out that damn cackle. <laughs> and she could blow up the whole thing. Let me ask you this: Did she ride over on her broom? Oh, I'm sure. It's less. <laughs> it's, it's more carbon neutral. Yep. Uh, so yeah, she's over there, and we're here, and you know, waiting for this Russian invasion. Used to be called an incursion. Now it's called an invasion. Uh huh. That's going to happen today or tomorrow. Oh yeah. And yeah. tomorrow they're going to say it's going to happen t- today or tomorrow. I just just like trucks rolling up into your cities and. Yeah, and and Russia does this. We're going to apply sanctions. Well, you know, if Russia is doing something right now that is an impending invasion, as they keep telling us, Mm -hmm. and they're all all their troops are on the border, and everybody's afraid. Why haven't sanctions started already to get them to stop before they actually do it? Because we've gotten weak. Well, there's that, and you ready for this? Russia a couple years ago actually thanked us for imposing sanctions on them. Oh yeah, because of the because, butter and the- yeah, the Russia has is has as many natural resources as we do, mm-hmm. and it made them become more self sustaining. And now look at them with their exports; their exports are going. Look at the pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, Russia has become, uh, for all intents and purposes, a standalone country that needs no outside support. Really, right? Very little. Yeah, because they were getting their bread from France. Yep. And because of the sanctions, they started just making their own bread. And mm-hmm. they used to get their butter from France, yep. too. And they just started making their own butter. Yeah. They increased their, their grain production. They mm-hmm. increased their farming. They increased their manufacturing. And, you know, uh, Putin actually thanked us for the sanctions that had been imposed on them because it forced them to take a look at themselves. And it's just like having a, you know, 30-year-old kid living in your basement and you finally throw him out. <laughs> You know, and five years later, he says, hey, thanks for throwing me out. I needed that to become self-sufficient. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it makes sense. And, you know, Putin would ride this one all the way to the bottom if he wanted to. He'd he'd be like, well, I don't care. He'd do it just to prove that we can't do anything to him, which proves he has more balls than Biden. Does that need to be proven? To the rest of the world. You know, uh, the, the thing is, is people were afraid of Bush. Yeah. They were afraid of Trump. They were definitely yes. afraid of Trump. Yes. Uh, this would not have happened. None of this would be happening right now if Trump had gotten reelected. Right. Biden. Yeah. We just have a war in our own country. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all it would be. But uh, Biden and Obama, mm-hmm. they looked at them as like pussies. Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. Except Biden wants to box people. Really? Yeah, take that old man out real quick. Oh yeah, him and James Carville. I'll take them both on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be much of a fight. But you know, if we if we keep getting weaker in the world world view, and people aren't scared of us, and that's really what it comes down to. People yeah, don't have to be scared of you. Well, they see us as it's not even just that. Uh, they see Biden as weak. They see our whole country as weak because mm-hmm. we we're becoming we are becoming weak. Oh yeah, yeah. Our society is becoming weak. Our military is becoming weak. Mm-hmm. You know, the good, hard soldiers are getting out. Yeah, they're gone. They don't, they don't want to. They don't want to be part of this stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, internally in the military, it's a woke joke. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants it. No, I can't. Im- when I was in the army, I can't imagine this stuff happening, and it just it blows my mind. 
so yeah, um, the rest of the world sees us as becoming weak because we are becoming weak and we're just getting weaker as other militaries are getting stronger. You know, no uh, Chinese, no girly guns, mm-hmm. you know, no, no girly men. Nope. Uh, portray that toxic masculinity, which here we're told to get rid of. Yep. <laughs> Something else. Yeah. Fuck all y'all and your estrogen. Well, Democrat-led states roll back mask mandates. Big surprise. Of course. Why? Because we're starting to revolt. Yes. Several Democrat-run states have announced plans to lift mask mandates in indoor places and in schools. Mm -hmm. No, that is not true with schools. Mm -hmm. Well, some some schools are. Yeah, some are, but a majority are not. As coronavirus infections decline in America. The announcement signals a move towards policy accepting COVID-19 as a part of daily life. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this for a while. Mm -hmm. Mask wearing became a political battleground in the United States in the early days of the pandemic. Many Democrat governors enforced strict mandates while Republican-led states, such as Texas and Florida, banned enforcement of face coverings. Yep. So, and, and the report goes on, but a lot of these states, they're... For adults, they're rolling back the mask mandate. Yeah, but not for schools. Uh, it, it depends. Some schools are, some places but a majority are. are not. Yeah, not not statewide. So they're gonna mask up their kids and get them. <laughs> I don't know, neurotic. Yeah, <laughs> at least uh, they're gonna they're gonna make the kids suffer the least vulnerable. Yeah. of all the people. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kids are germ factories. Yeah. Uh, little booger eating monsters, they are. <laughs> but tell us how you really feel, Scott. But this is not this is not good for the kids. Not good because yeah. they can't learn social interactions if they can't read people. Well, it harms their psychological development. It also makes it harder for them to learn language because children, whether they realize it or not, are watching your mouth as you speak. Yeah, reading lips, basically. Yeah, they read lips as you speak. And it helps their their vocabulary mm-hmm. and their their ability to communicate. Um, I mean, I do it. My hearing's not great, and what? I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize until the mask thing happened how much I depend on seeing somebody's mouth when they speak. Ooh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. a creepster. Okay. Well, let, we've read this story. Yes. Let's, let's talk about the subtext. All right. So, why are Democratic led? U.S. states rolling back the mask mandate. Midterm elections. Yep. yep. And oh. you realize they're doing it because we we talked about this last week some. Mm-hmm. These Democratic states are doing it against the White House objections. Yeah. And CDC objections. The White House and the CDC said they shouldn't be doing this. And these Democrat-run states are doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the, the thing that I see is these uh, Democrats see the writing on the wall. They, yeah. they've, they've played God for long enough yeah. and now they're saying, all right, guys, we're going to give you back your freedoms. Mm. <laughs> all you real followers, we're going to give you back your freedoms. And they're doing it to save their own butts because they uh-huh. know they're going to get 
they're going to get housed. Yeah, slaughtered. Yeah. And the pushback. Okay. So it's come out from the CDC that cloth masks don't do anything. That only, yeah. only it's the, always been that way. Only the M95 is, is, is the only one effective. And that's if you wear it correctly. Exactly. It must be sealed. Mm-hmm. So like me, I have a goatee. I can't wear an N95. Mm-hmm. It must be sealed against my face yeah. for it to be effective. Mm-hmm. You know, people with these big bushy beards, they have a yeah. mask on. It's like you're not doing anything at all. I mean, it's a farce. And, and the chin diaper thing, I'm about ready to slap some people <laughs> when they when they strapped around their chin. Why do you even have it on? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's virtue signaling. Yeah. And, and that was the thing, you know, everybody could walk around with a mask on and say, I'm following the rules. <laughs> I'm I'm not killing grandma. Well, if your name isn't Como, you're probably not killing grandma. <laughs> but I digress. Um, <laughs> the 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 thing about it is is ever I've never seen in in my fifty years mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people at the trough of government. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's the people who for the last oh all my lifetime have opposed government. Mm -hmm. You know, Democrats used to have bumper stickers on their car that said question authority. Yeah. Now it's follow the rules. Yeah. (laughs) It went from question authority to coexist to follow the rules. I can't wait to see a, see a bumper sticker that said, I'm saving the world. I'm fully vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) I will piss on that car. Yeah. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me no. why, why people are so willing to give up everything so that they can signal to everybody else. No, 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 don't, don't, I'm not part of them. I'm not, I'm not that one. See, I could almost understand the vitriol that was coming from the vaccinated toward the unvaccinated when it was thought that if you were vaccinated, you could not get COVID. But all these lies, and then, all these which lies meant you couldn't exposed. transmit COVID. Yeah. Right. And so if you're unvaccinated, you can transmit COVID. If you're unvaccinated, you can't transmit COVID. These were, those were the initial things we were told. Mm-hmm. They were they are lies. They were lies then. They the people that told them knew they were lies. Mm-hmm. So, but now I don't understand the hatred. I mean, literal hatred mm-hmm. toward the unvaccinated. Well, they got that ball rolling. Right. Probably don't even realize it anymore. Yeah. It's become such an echo chamber that they just keep going at it. What's like in wrestling? You got to have a heel. Yeah. People, you know, people you love to hate. Yep. And if you can do that, you can't focus on how shitty your life is. And to be honest, and I've said this for years, that people generally don't like each other or become friends because of common likes Mm -hmm. they do it more because of common dislikes oh that's why we're so close exactly (laughs) we we hate a lot of the same things yes (laughs) well i really dislike a lot of things you like (laughs) look it's it's a aggressive transference it seems to be the way of the world now uh my life sucks so i'm gonna blame you Mm -hmm. it's it's really a pussy thing to do yeah i mean the thing is to stand up be a good human being, recognize your faults. And if you've got a problem with something, <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. That's really your problem. It really is. Uh, you're as happy as you want to be. Sorry, folks. Hate mm-hmm. to break that to you. Yeah. But you're just as happy as you want to be. And if you make up your mind, you're going to be happy. You can be happy in any situation. Yes. And well, and just realize my status being unvaccinated 
has no bearing on you at all. Well, my whole thing is mind your own effing business. Yeah. It's none of your business if I'm vaccinated or not vaccinated. Right. That's well, like I said, it has no bearing on you. Yeah. It's it's irrelevant Absolutely. because you can transmit it as well as I can. Yep. Yep. And you know, you have just as much chance of being hospitalized as I do. Yep. Well, I like to I do like the fact that I can go around and say I'm non-GMO. Well, there's that. <laughs> The same people that were that were protesting against uh, oh yeah GMO foods uh-huh. or the people who when's were, the last time you saw one of those uh, GMO protests yeah yeah now now they're the same ones who got vaccinated and now they're <laughs> GMO also <Yep. laughs> they're genetically modified absolutely hmm. well that's the end for that story what do you got yeah next? oh let's see well uh, you got any more on Russia Ukraine or I do not. No, don't. No. Okay. Well then let's move to the other thing that Russia, Ukraine is distracting us from education. The Durham report. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of this. I wasn't going to dare bring it, but I'm glad you did. No, why not? Um, I like being controversial. You know, the funny thing I I saw a clip from uh, NBC MS, sorry, PMS NBC. Yep. That, uh, it was, I think it was Joe Scarborough said, uh, what was it? He said that everything that's being said about the Durham report now and everything that's in the Durham report is all lies. So <sighs> we take something that is lies, known to be lies. The Russia report. Right, the Russia hoax. Yeah. And then we assign an investigator who has worked under both GOP and presidential administration, GOP and Democratic uh, administrations democratic he's done yeah he's done both right he's really anti-part or by anti-partisan he's not partisan non-partisan that's the word <clears throat> you got a dangling participle yeah that's it so, <laughs> hey sorry let me do my fly anyway um he's non-partisan so he comes up with facts that he's gained during his investigation and so the people who originally does this involve Hillary Clinton? I mean, Clinton, it really do. It <laughs> really, really do. So the people who originally were pushing the original lie mm-hmm. are now saying that the investigation facts are lies. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. So you get caught in a lie and you call the person who caught you a liar. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I know that was kind of a long way around uh, to get Did- to that point, but, how do you get out it's of just, a lie? Deny, deny, deny. That's it. That's it. And call the other person a liar. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. Um, I wonder if on Hillary Clinton's uh, family crest it says "deny, deny, deny." <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me. Or deny, deny, and lie. Okay, so let me let me yes. let me run this down a little bit, okay. and then you can you can check check my facts. All right. Okay. So. In the report, they said that Trump was colluding with Russia when Hillary was colluding with Russia. Yes. Mm. That Trump had business deals with Russia when it was actually the Clintons that had deals with Russia. Um, No, it doesn't say that really in the report. What it says is they obtained DNS information and other routing information from outside Trump Towers and outside and inside the White House. That were that were made from specific Russian satellite phones that 
you know, can't be used by other people that aren't used by other people. Mm-hmm. They're specific phones. The problem is the information that, okay, there's a lawyer named Sussman who worked for a law firm that was the law firm hired by the Clinton campaign. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this lawyer Sussman went to the FBI and the CIA with this information that he had obtained illegally. Now, the information about these Russian satellite phones around and in the White House was during the Obama administration. He didn't reveal that. Mm. He just said, and he gave locations and so forth around in and around the White House. Okay. He turned this over to the FBI and the CIA. They then asked him under oath if he had any, any connection to the campaign. And he said, no, though he worked for the law firm that, the Clinton campaign had hired. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's a big lie. So this is all, and, and then they uh, uh, the Clinton team paid a contracting company that um, had access to then candidate Trump and eventually President Trump's uh, personal servers and White House servers in a, uh, it was, it, it was collecting data for cybersecurity mm-hmm. purposes. Well, Kaspersky? <laughs> well, what they did was they went in and got actual data off of Trump servers and handed it to the Clinton campaign. Oh. Yeah. I mean, not technically a hack, but espionage. It's espionage. Absolutely. They they gained access to information they weren't supposed to get. Yes. So, and this was information about Trump and um Alpha Bank, and which is the bank that supposedly was doing all the transactions in Russia. And um, the problem is when Sussman reported this information to the FBI and the CIA and then lied about not having a connection to the campaign, the day after he reported this to them, Clinton tweeted about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the woman who's not supposed to have any information about this tweeted about it the day after the FBI and the CIA got the information. So did that information come from Sussman, Mm -hmm. the lawyer she hired, or did it come from the FBI or the CIA? Any of the three is bad. Mm -hmm. Any of the three is internal domestic espionage. Yes. You know, we're not talking foreign espionage. We're talking internal domestic espionage against a presidential candidate. Now, Let's go back to Watergate. All Watergate was is the RNC bugged one of the DNC offices offices to get information. So, you know, to make sure Nixon would win, which he won on a landslide. He would have won anyway. Mm-hmm. That was it. They just bugged, they bugged an office. This is Watergate times 100. Mm-hmm. And you're not hearing anything about it on the news except for, PMS, NBC, calling it all lies. Well, it's because it's Trump. And it's Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, you might get Clinton. Um, yeah. Suicide, uh, but Suicided by two to the back of the head? Exactly. <laughs> the thing is, I, um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton is smart enough to make sure there was a buffer between her and this lawyer. I'm certain of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there will be at least two or three people between her and that lawyer. Well, probably one or two people. 
you got to keep that stuff really close to your vest. Yeah. Um, so you got to limit the number of people or make sure those people get suicided. <laughs> I'm not saying that any of those mass suicides that happened uh, by people who had information on the Clintons was done by Hillary Clinton. Well, I don't know. But I'm not saying it didn't happen. Today, one of Epstein's closest associates ended up dead in a jail cell, yep. but I'm just saying. You mean the one that was hung exactly as Epstein was? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so no, Durham, you know, he's, he's definitely established that uh, the connection between Trump and Russia was, uh, you know, nothing. There was no connection. Mm-hmm. Even though there are people who still push that narrative. Oh, yeah. But he's established that there was no connection. This has been documented, factual, entered in Congress months ago. Everybody at the top levels knows it, believes it. Um, So what he's looking at now is who and why. Yeah. You know, the whole collusion thing came out. It was false. The FISA warrants were obtained using false information. Mm -hmm. Known lies known lies yeah this is gonna this could be a big mess now because of like i said the buffer people i don't think hillary's gonna get uh in any real trouble Mm -hmm. but i would love to see her you know essentially ousted from polite society Hmm. i'd like her to fade off into the background where we don't see her anymore well she's in her her 70s we don't have much time left oh yeah but you know, I would she, like to see her, see her head shaved and marched on the street. Unless she's a lizard person, then she may live a little longer. Uh, well, she'll go underground. That's where they live. <laughs> Into the hollow earth. Yeah. Where the land of the lost is. <laughs> oh, that, there's a thought. Hillary Clinton is a slea stack. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, and then the other thing, what they, what, one of the things they did that I thought was, I, I've seen other things similar happen this way, but. Um, I didn't realize this one when Sussman dumped all the information on the FBI and the CIA, mm-hmm. they said, okay, we'll look into it. The very next day, there was a media leak that said the FBI is uh, investigating oh, Trump. Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. No. So, you know, it's like I could go to the FBI and say, you know, Scott, you know, was, uh, Patrolling around somebody's yard with a scope and a rifle, and you know he's well, that's uh, no surprise. Well, I know, I know, and he's you know he's trying to trying to kill somebody, and then the FBI says, "Okay, we'll look into it." And then tomorrow, I call the New York Times and say, "Scott is attempting to kill so and so." You know, and then the New York Times says, "Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry." I would tell him. Then that, the New York Times says, "Hate crime." Yeah, I would say I would say that uh, I'm sorry, not that Scott was going to kill somebody. That the FBI is investigating Scott under claims he's trying to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a narrative. Then it becomes truth because the FBI is investigating it. When no, they're not, and that's what they did with Trump. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. When Trump first joined the primary, I thought it was a joke. And when he got he was uh, the Republican nominee, and the elections came around, I did not vote for Trump. I voted against Hillary. And I checked his box. Yeah. But it wasn't because I liked him. Huh. Well, anything to keep out Hillary. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what I've got on that right now. Um, Yeah. Oh, I did want to make one 
one other correlation. Remember I said the Russian satellite phones that were in and around the White House were during Obama, mm-hmm. but being blamed on Trump. Right. Remember the picture of the kids in cages mm-hmm. that was passed around as being during Trump's administration when it was actually Obama that did it. Yep. And the pictures were from Obama, Obama. in office. Yep. <laughs> I, I think the pictures were from Obama's press secretary or wow. somebody. Um, so yeah, correlation. Obama does a bunch of bad stuff. Let's shift the date and blame it on Trump. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough of that for now. All right. Well, but I will be keeping up on Spygate. I'm going to close with something a little lighter. All right. And uh, in the entertainment field. Awesome. So three reasons why today's shows and movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear it. So what happened? How did we move so quickly from the golden age of television to become awash in an ocean of mediocrity and garbage? And why is the quality of movies, which has been going downhill for 20 years, suddenly reached to what feels like the barrel, bottom of the barrel of the barrel of bottoms? Okay. (laughs) Say that three times. Exactly. Gone are the days of The Sopranos, The Shield, Breaking Bad, Lost, The Americans, and so on. Uh So why? Number one, woke. Yeah. Hollywood has been producing left-wing movies for as long as there's been a Hollywood This was especially true during the second golden age between 1968 and 1977. But those were fantastic left-wing movies and celebrated individualism and questioned the powerful, told the truth, fought racial melting pot, and distrusted authority. You know, we had talked about that. Questioned authority. You know, talking about like Mm -hmm. Raging Bull, Easy Rider, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Yep, (laughs) exactly. Convoy. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Sounds familiar. Wokeism has destroyed the art for three crucial reasons. It's a violation of human nature. Mm -hmm. Our so-called heroes have gone from imperfect, self-deprecating individuals to very unlikable, uptight, conformist squares of moral (laughs) perfection we should be mocking (laughs) and they're desperate to prove their purity cowardly writers and directors who destroy their own art with woke lectures and plots (sighs) the theme becomes second to it all (laughs) number two yeah talent spread too thin Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah it's a bigger problem than most imagine There are very few people who know how to create a good movie or television show. Three. No, hold on. Uh On that one, I disagree. How's that? Uh, Now, granted, there's not a lot of people who know how to do this stuff well. That's uh, obviously, you know, that's any industry. There's very few people who can do it really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think it's because they can't find the people. I think it's because of number one and number two together. They can't find the woke enough person to fill that job. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Number three. Yes. The Me Too movement. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you, I just answered your question. Whatever you might think, the Me Too movement, movement has probably has a purely objective standpoint. It has culled dozens and dozens of gifted film and television artists from the fold. Yep. Lots of... 
these producers, directors, actors mm-hmm. that have private lives. Yep. And these people have private lives and they're not normal people. Right. Have been, I don't know, excommunicado from their industry. Ostracized. Yeah. I mean, and not, not, this is an article, so this is mm-hmm. not my opinion. Right. Some of these people are real douchebags. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, most of them. Yeah. But here's a list. At the top, Harvey Weinstein. Douchebag. Scott Rundon. Woody Allen. Douchebag. Mm. Kevin Spacey. Eh, felt up some dudes. Mm. Whatever. Jeffrey Rush. John Lasseter. Bill Cosby. Douchebag. Mm. Dustin Hoffman. I don't know what he's done. Roman Polanski. Rapist. Yeah. James Franco. Ch- kid rapist. Yeah, kid rapist. James Franco. Eh. Jeremy Piven. Eh. Max Landis. Morgan Spurlock, Jim's, James Toback, Jeffrey Tambor, Brett Ratner, Garrison Keller, and the list goes on and on. This is a list of people that are talented writers, producers, showrunners, and actors. So what have the, all these people done? I mean, of course, a couple of them we know. Harvey Weinstein. Well, it doesn't Bill get Cosby. It, it now, doesn't I'm not get sure. I don't that. understand the Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. It was a... 18-year-old bartender, so of legal age. Yeah. He didn't, uh, there was no, like, sexual assault or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no rape. There's no, I don't understand what that problem is. I mean, I thought, you know, guys, you know, gay guys getting together is, is all right in Hollywood. Yeah. You no, know, it should be all right everywhere. I'm just saying, I don't understand what the problem was. Or maybe there's something I just didn't hear. Yeah, it is... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, we were talking about this earlier. Mm. <laughs> How you chickify a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, God. The all-female cast of Ghostbusters. No. Why can't you just make a movie of your own? Well, one, two things here. One, they recycled a movie. Yeah. And I hate when they recycle yes. movies. Very few of them have ever turned out to be better than the original. Right. Except there are, the, there are the some. Thing, 1984 the thing was better than the original yeah, yeah but the thing that was supposed to be the sequel not great i mean there's there have been a few but very that it's like music covers mm-hmm. you know most of for me personally i don't like most music covers yeah there are a few that i think are good mm-hmm. very few actually improve upon the original exactly it's the same thing with movies mm-hmm very few improve upon the original. Most are worse than the original. So one thing that I can think of is, you know, when, when all this woke stuff was really starting to ramp up the, whatever the second infinity wars, when mm-hmm. all the women got together and go, we'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, that got dogged by everybody. Yes. Everybody yes. dogged that because it was just a blatant virtue signaling. Yep. Let's put this, let's put this in your face. And, and thank you, Disney. And it's like, I'm not coming here to get preached to. No, I'm paying you to watch a movie that might entertain me because I have a bit of an interest in it. If you're going to preach to me and give me some sort of social message, you can take that and flush it down the toilet, which they did with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And that kind of reversed some stuff because there was a big talk around the same time about a female 007. Yes. 
And they backed up real quick real with quick. that one. Real quick. <laughs> when they saw what happened with Ghostbusters, they were like, let's rethink this. Put on the brakes. And that hasn't worked so well with uh, Doctor Who when they put a female Doctor Mm-mm. Who in there. Mm-mm. And, you know, there are gender stereotypes for a reason. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yes. And, you know, this this whole... Th- okay, so you got... You got the wokeism on both sides. Women are powerful, but you shouldn't look at gender. Well, pick one. Yeah. Uh, race should be celebrated. But if you look at race, you're racist. Right. Pick one. Yeah. You know, this whole trying to change everybody's narrative because there's something woke behind it. Mm-hmm. You look at a commercial now, you see a black woman, an Asian person, a Spanish person, and a white woman, but you don't see a white man anymore. No. Gone. You look at any commercial, it's that way. Well, white. actually, no, I've seen a lot of commercials where well, it's a married yes. couple and it's a black woman and a white that man. That is the one exception. Because that is the interracial couple that happens very infrequently. Yes. I mean, I know some. I have I friends. Too. I have friends that, you know, the wife is black and the husband is white. But and usually that black woman tends to be Republican. But anyway, well, yeah, there's that. there is that. Um, but you know, you don't you don't see that a lot in society. Not near as much as a black man and a white woman or um, Hispanics of you know either gender mm-hmm. with 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 white people. You don't see a lot of Hispanics with black people. Yeah. Um, but then again, I know some Hispanic people that will tell me that Hispanic people are very racist. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell me. I don't know. I'm not and, in that community. And Spanish people, because I got have my family is Mexican. They think Latinx is a joke. <laughs> They're like, don't call oh, me yeah. that. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Um, that that are, was invented by white people. Yeah. Invented by white yes. people. Yes. There are a lot of white people that, that feel it's their job to stand up for people that don't want it. Well, sit down, you suburban white woman. That's mostly what it is. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Most middle aged suburban white women. Sit down, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Going back, going back to the story, why it sucks. And we were talking about this before the podcast. Man, there hadn't been a good movie in five years. Not in, not really. Not in my, not in my opinion. Not like it used to. I mean, I mean, I think I think back to the first Matrix. That mm. was a mind blowing movie. Well, you used to you used to be able to count on two or three good movies a year. Yeah, Fight, at least Fight two. Club. Fight Club, awesome, phenomenal movie, awesome movie, phenomenal movie. I'm gonna have to watch that again. That's a great movie. It really is. We used to have these movies that Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Yeah, phenomenal. Alien. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Not so much. Aliens was great. That Outside, was a great Outsiders. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, excellent movie. Awesome movie. You can't you can do it now, but no, no, God no. Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I was no. This Spaceballs. Is, this, this has been a few years ago. <laughs> it's been a, uh, I don't know several years ago even. Mm-hmm. I was flipping through the channels on the TV and, and it was on. I think it was on TBS. Yeah. And Blazing Saddles was on. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I started to watch it. The most wokest network. And then, um, you know the scene where they're all sitting around the fire, and they're all, they're eating beans, and they're farting. all farting. Yeah. They didn't, they they pulled out the sound of the farts. 
So it was a bunch of guys sitting around the fire, eating Eat beans, beans. <laughs> leaning, leaning over, and a little bit of dialogue, very little dialogue is in that scene. Uh-huh. It's mostly, it, the whole scene is farts. about guys farting. Yeah. And so they kept the scene, but took out the sound of the farts. Mm. Like, good God, Ted Turner, go away. Well, what do we got coming up? We've got Batman again. 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 Another another Batman origin story. Yeah. From a different universe. How many or origin stories are we gonna have for one character? Well, it just we've had, go- we've had like three for Spider-Man. It just goes to show that Hollywood cannot come up with anything original. Hollywood's yeah. dead. Well, look at how many Superman ones mm-hmm. have been out. I mean, the first Superman movie was in like 1979 or 80. No way before with that. Christopher Reeves. Way before that. Was there a Superman? There was a Superman TV show. There was, I think there was a Superman black and white TV show. It was black and white too, but hold on. Let me, all right, let me Google that (laughs) or let me duck, duck, go that. There you go. (laughs) Every time I think duck, duck, go, I think of that kid's game, duck, duck, goose. And you know, you're not allowed to play that anymore in schools. Yeah. It's racist. It's yeah. Cause you might, cause picking somebody to be the goose uh, that chases you around the circle is is wrong and and can hurt somebody i don't know people are just weird okay pre reeves films yeah 1941 through 1951 uh superman uh let's see 1948 adam man versus superman 1950 superman versus the mole man 1951 now i remember the black and white uh superman tv show but i didn't know there were movies yep uh, now, granted, I was not born yet when the black and white TV show was on, but I watched it as reruns as a kid. Um, but I remember Christopher Reeves, I think it was 1979 or 80. When, 1978. Uh, 78, okay. 1980 was Superman 2, Superman 3, right. 1983, Supergirl 1984, uh-huh. <laughs> Superman 5, The Quest for Peace 1987. Yeah. Then a big, long, 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 long right. Reign. Superman Returns. Right. 2006, which was actually but, a continuation. Okay. I admit because he had gone to go find his homeworld, right. found it, and came right. back. Uh, then started cheating on or having Lois Lane cheat on her husband with him. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Uh, but there of, were also how many TV shows and yeah. other remake. Hold retail, on, I'm go st- ahead. I'm oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Man of Steel. Uh huh. Not a bad movie, though. I got to no, say. No, it was pretty good. Uh, with a British actor. <laughs> uh, 2013. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. 2016. That mm-hmm. sucked balls. Uh, Justice League. 2017. <laughs> the, re- the remake, Zack Snyder's, because he got canceled. Uh-huh. Uh, 2021. And various cameos. 2016. I don't think I've seen that. Which What? What remake? So they had the Justice League. Right. But they canceled Zack Snyder, even though he directed it. Right. And it was a horrible movie, edited. Mm -hmm. And then they released his version, which was in four parts. It was a four-hour long movie. Oh, wow. And it was Zack Snyder's Justice League where he edited it. And it was in 2021. It wasn't much better. Ah, okay. So <laughs> anything that has Ben Affleck as Batman in it yeah, is going to suck balls. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 
I'm stay not gonna. On, I'm not gonna disagree. Stay on top of J Lo, dude. Yeah. Don't be Batman. Yeah. Don't be Batman. Go back to rehab. Now I will say Christian Bale as Batman was phenomenal. Yeah. That was awesome. Michael Keaton as Batman was good. That yeah. I liked him. I'm more of a Christian Bale fan yeah. than I was at Keaton fan. I mean, I loved the movies when they came out. What about Val Kilmer? No thanks. Yeah, I, I was agreeing. How about Clooney? Oh, with God. his nipple suit. Oh, Remember, God. they put yeah. nipples on his bat suit. <sighs> At least they didn't put rings in them. Oh. <laughs> He's not part of the Cuomo family. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> so why do movies suck? Any gerbils? Why does movies suck? Because Hollywood sucks. Well, I mean, to be honest, there is very little original thought left. You can't. If you sat down and wrote a book right now. Mm-hmm. There would be 20 books that came out beforehand that they could say you copied from. Yes. Yes. Parts of it. Of course. Right. right. Of course. Music. You only have so many chords. Well. So many chord progressions. But who's killing it? I mean, these these streaming services. They're killing it. So, all right. Well, I'll just say some. I don't know. I'll just say some of the shows um, that that have piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Expanse. And Mm -hmm. I'm talking sci-fi. Yeah. uh, Because I'm a nerd. The Expanse was phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. Too bad it ended. Uh, the last season kind of got weak, but they only put out six episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and I remember the days when you had 25 episodes would be a yes. season. And that's yes. that's on the old, uh, old networks mm-hmm. where they would do 25 episodes mm-hmm. for a season. And then they would replay those during the summer because nobody's watching TV during the summer because right. they were outside yeah. Yeah. <laughs> enjoying their lives. Yes. And in the winters, you would have all the new seasons. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a 10 episode season, mm-hmm. which I feel like I'm getting gypped. So, and then, well, then you have to wait an entire year before the next, before the next season comes out. And a lot of times with a lot of shows, by the time the second season comes out, I've lost interest. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sometimes it was bad enough in the old days where, you know, the season, most seasons ended at the end of May. Yeah. And started the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. Um, And some shows during the summer, I'll go, yeah, I really don't want to watch that again next year. Yeah. Now, if you put a, a whole year in there. Yeah. Most of the time, I don't care to watch it. That's what happened with The Walking Dead for me. Yeah. It's just like, eh, this isn't worth it. Yeah. This isn't worth my time. Right. And that's not to say that the streaming services, everything they put out is good because there's a lot of crap well, on the, the streaming services. Right. Well, the problem is there are too many channels. Mm-hmm. Too many not choices. Enough, yeah. Not enough content. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to outdo the other without looking at quality content, just more content. Right. And most of it is coming out stupid. Yeah, I mean, just really, a lot of the sitcoms and stuff. I can't. Say, have you seen Be Positive? Never heard of it. Oh, good lord! It's, 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 it's you need to watch it. I think it's Thursdays. I think I don't you know. need to watch it to look at a train wreck, or yeah. I need to watch it because it's good. Because it's a train wreck. Nah, I'm good. I'm. I'm got pa- to. You, you need pass. to. <laughs> it's got a guy I like in it that I've seen in other things, and he. But uh, in this, he's just this really soy boy. Just, uh, yeah. 
it's it's a horrible train wreck. Why it's on the air, I don't know. Yeah. It's wokeism in a, in a half hour sitcom. No thanks. That's not funny. I'm good. I'm good. And jokes are just stupid. In a lot of these sitcoms these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh back in my day. No, uh, I mean, we had bad sitcoms, too. Yeah. Three's Company. Yeah, that was, yeah. Ugh. That was not a great one. Um, But we also had some really good ones. Yeah. All in the Family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, that one is that one is a classic. Yeah, you couldn't show today. Yeah. Good show. Unfortunately, because the whole reason for that show was to make fun of everybody for being so stupid at being racist or misogynistic or whatever. Well, even closer, you know, the Chappelle show. Yeah. You can Blazing do that Saddles. Show. Yeah. Like we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. All, All right. right. Well, that's about it for me. Yeah, um, me too. I'm climbing down off my soapbox. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Scott at techtools.net. That's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net and dean i am dean at techtools.net t-e-k-t-o-o-l-z.net or come visit our website at techtools.net t-e-k-t-o-o-l-z.net where you can listen to past uh, episodes and become a producer or just donate a little spare change if you find any value in what we put out Put a dollar amount on it and send it our way if you would. We would appreciate it. And folks, always remember. Get out of my vagina. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go.